Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Uh, now, on to Warriors v. Zeredas. Uh, I don't know why I did that, that accent, but anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, look, very, I can't say strange, because this is... What, weirdly consistent. Weirdly yeah. consistent. Mm. Speak to me, Kangaroo. What's going down? Mate, I might hand the floor to Timmy here. Timmy, mate, what the fuck is going on in your neck of the woods? Oh... <laughs> How did you just skip past this one, mate? They were just... What an absolute bludger, hey? Um, 35 errors in the game. Oh. The Raiders, you just knew it was coming. The second half, the second half fade out. Um, you mentioned last week, and I was sort of putting a few parallels together. We were talking about Penrith's back five, and, and I was saying, why don't... And how coming out of their half is just the back five, and, and how effective this makes their pack in defence rather than attack. How good that works for them. And I said, why don't all clubs do this? Mm. And you said it's about having 17 blokes buying into a game plan. So I'm watching the Raiders on the weekend and just watching them throw shit passes out of their own half and crap offloads and just turning ball over in dumb territory and all that. And it's the same thing. It's like, well, you know, this isn't a thing based on ability. This is a conscious decision to throw that shit pass and try and force a miracle play and whatnot. And it just took me back to that Penrith thing of buying into a game plan and going, no, I don't need to throw this miracle pass. Yeah. I'll grind away. If the opportunity comes, I'll do it. But let's just get out of our end and work our way into this game and grind. And, and I, I just saw a bit of a parallel in those two things. And um, there's a lot of issues. You know, you're going to roster mismanagement and a few other things at the Raiders at the moment. But that was the one I was just like, it's just they're not, not trying, but they're yeah. just not buying into this game plan and whatever that game plan is that Ricky Stewart wants to implement. Yeah. No, it's, it's a great point it, it, because that's, that's the bizarre thing. Every, every week we come in and we say, we can't put our finger on it. Like, what's going on at the Raiders? Because individually, they're absolutely trying. Like, mm. they, they absolutely all have a crack. I wouldn't say there's anyone on that side where you go, oh, he's soft. Like, sometimes you, sometimes you watch NRL's games and you might see like a, a half that like will step out of a tackle because you're like oh like you know he doesn't want to get hit or or a, or a bomb will be put or not a bomb a chip will be put over and the fullback like pulls out of it because he doesn't want to put his head in a dangerous position I don't think you could say that about any of the Raiders no. players like I think they're all tough they're they're hard but yeah 
the weird thing is, first half, I thought they bought in. They all bought in. They understood the process. But the second half, it just feels like they're just, you're right. There's no one, there's no like, here's the vision, boys. We don't even need to talk to each other. We just focus on the vision. It's just all clunky and you don't really know what's happening. What do you think of the, the game, Gurina? Yeah, I, it's such a bizarre situation that I watch the first half and they play well and I go, a Dahlia medalist and a Clive Church medalist have scored one and set up two. And the first thing I thought was, it's come too easy for them. Mm. This is going to fall apart. This is going to find a way to fall apart. And, you know, I come back to some of the team selections and I just I still cannot work out how CNK is not the fullback. I, I think Chance has been so harshly done. By Bro, I, I, I'm sorry, but they beat the Cowboys if Chance is at fullback and I think they win this game if Chance is at fullback. I yeah. think Jordan Rapana is a incredibly talented guy. He's very unorthodox. That's his... That's his his positive and it's his negative he's sometimes. He's a great winger. No, he's a, a sensational winger. winger. Chance does not get the ball and throw a reverse fucking spiral and bounce the ball a metre short of his winger. Yeah. And I know, like, the Warriors scored the next set after. Like, it's just, I, I think they have two more wins on the board if you just stick with Chance. I've always said it, reliability is so underrated in rugby league. And yeah. that's what Chance is. He might, not, he might not have a 10 out of 10, but he doesn't have a below a 7. I can't get it either. I can't get it either. And, and like part of me, I know Ricky wouldn't do this, but I'm like, is he, by putting Savage on the wing, like, because if, if Rapana is in the side, he can't put Savage on the wing. Is he sending a message? Like, is he thinking long game and going, all right, boys, all right, fans, everyone, you want me to put this rookie on there? I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll move Rapana to the fullback or whatever. Okay, you, you, you can see that he still needs time, and then he brings maybe he brings sync. But I don't think Ricky's way smarter than that. But like, I felt like two weeks ago he sent a message when he said to them, hey, you all wanted that's highlights, what, didn't I mean. fucking work. And since then he hasn't put chance on the field. But that's what I'm saying. That's why I am it's worried so, that he uh, is doing it because of that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? To drive that point home of like, and, and, to, and to be in fair, in Ricky's uh, defense, if he is doing that to specifically send a message to his team of like, this is why I make certain decisions that I do, boys. So trust in my judgment. I can, underst- I can understand that sentiment, but I don't think it's worth... I think CNK offers so much that it's like, just not worth it. It's just not worth it. Uh, Rapana, for me, he's a great winger. Arguably one of the better wingers in the comp. Like, if you put him on his day against literally any winger in the comp, I'd be like, you know what? I'm happy with Rapana there. Yep. I'll, I'll go into battle with Rapana on my wing against any winger in the comp. Like, that's how much I like Rapana on the wing. But to not have CNK at the back, like I, I'm just surprised. Like even little things, it's kind of like the rumors before the season even started that CNK was under the pressure from Savage. Like where did that come from, and why wasn't it shut down immediately? Like why didn't I don't know? Ricky can't address every single rumor. I, I, I totally get that, but I just feel like was that foreshadowing? What well, the way he, was that foreshadowing CNK's standing in their eyes of like? a guy that we don't rate that highly where we're going to say this young rookie who's never played NRL has got put pressure on it. In some people's minds, well, 2019, he was a top five fullback. Like, everyone loved him. The next year, he actually had better stats than the 2019 season. I, I for, for the life of me, I cannot understand why CNK isn't at the fullback position there. What, what do you reckon about that, Timmy? 
Ricky is absolutely looking long-term at the moment. Uh, and you see that with select, selections from round one like uh, Brad Schneider. Obviously, Xavier Savage is in there now. Yep. Guys like Sammy Vellamai um, going over players like Jared Croker, who is proven, been there and done it, uh, who understandable not been there round one, early season injuries and that sort of thing, but has come back and been really good in reserve grade and, yep. and like, in my opinion, warranted a chance to be called back into this team in a struggling side. Uh, and he's just, he's looking long term, but at the moment, I think that's at the expense of his current season. Yep. Uh, and they're falling apart because I think of a, a bit of a reluctance to, you know, play what's in front of them right now. In the long term, it might, may pay off and help them, but in the short term, it's not. One thing I think that has really brought them undone, for obvious reasons, is they've had Hodjo's injury, Fogarty's injury, but what worked so well for them last year was Hodjo first 20 minutes at Hooker. Uh, moves to lock when Starlow comes on and, and Starlow kills it as a 60-minute man. Yep. He's not that big a body. Ricky's shown his reluctance to play Starlow 80 minutes. He doesn't think he's an 80-minute hooker. Now, on the weekend, we saw Adam Elliott come on and play the first 20. And actually went quite well. I thought, hooker, I thought surprisingly. he played yeah. the best game of his career, uh, yeah. year. Yeah, but he's not a long-term solution. So they don't have a backup hooker to Tommy Starling. They've got Adrian Trevelyan, who's you know solid enough, but still very young and playing reserve grade and biding his time. They let go of Saliba Havili, then Hodjo went down. They don't have a genuine hooker to take out that sort of tw- first 20, 25 of the game. They're on the lookout for a hooker, yep. I guarantee it. Um, but easy said than done at this time of the season. They've got a full roster. They need to create a number in that squad to find that man. And, you know, you might think it's only 20 minutes of a game. It can't have that much of an impact, but I think it, it is at the moment. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree, I think... Uh Oh, man, I feel bad saying this because I think Schneider, like, individually, he does some great things. But put it this way, Fogarty can't come back quick enough. Mm. Fogarty can't come back quick enough. Or you've got uh, you've got Sam Williams there. You've got Frawley still there as well. Frawley's still there. Maybe it's time to get some experience there. I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, again, it, what's tough about this is I don't think it's Schneider's fault. Like, it's not me sitting here saying Schneider's the reason they're, they're playing poorly. But I do believe that in that second half, if they had Croker on the field, if they had a Williams or a Frawley, they would at least have enough experience to go, oh, we're not playing as well as we did in the first half, but let's t- take certain, make certain decisions to just, just get ahead, just win the battle with field position and keep Warriors out of the game. Whereas at the moment, Schneider's still finding his feet with a guy like Whiten who is just out and out the tip of the spear. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's a very big ask of Schneider... But you're right, if Ricky is playing the long game with Schneider, then these early sacrifices, maybe it's worth it. Maybe, you know, Nathan Cleary, he came and killed it. Uh, I think his second or third year was a bit average and he was, they stuck with him and it, and it worked. Like, it really worked. So I can see where Ricky's coming from with that, but I don't know whether... Surely they can get their experience in drips and drabs maybe rather than just all at once. You know, you've got Semi, uh, Valame, which Semi Valame's potential is wild. Like some, did you see that? He catches the ball, pulls it all the way around, flick yeah. pass out the back. He's a big body. He's athletic. Like Semi Valame's potential is, is like, I cannot express to you enough. If he finds, if he unlocks everything that he can be, he will be unstoppable. Like he is physically super, like a Superman. Um, but yeah, Schneider again, his potential too. But I, I don't know. I, I agree with you. Uh, is it too focused on 
the next few years rather than just, you know, get Croker in there. and The we, whole, the whole uh, back line, Schneider, Valamai, Matty Tomoko, uh, Xavier Savage, the potential is all there, but all in one hit, as you said, it's just lacking that experience and just going, sweet, hopefully it's a Todd Payton situation at the Cowboys where this time next year we're sitting here and the Raiders are six from eight or something, we're going, credit to Ricky, he had a plan in place and it's, it's coming to fruition. Uh, at the expense of this season though, well, only time will tell. Yeah, only time will tell. You're totally right. Like, that's it's a great point. If next year they come out and brain it and kill it, and their backs are killing it, we go. You know what? Master stroke mm. by Ricky. He needed to rebuild anyway, and he did the rebuild. Uh, but we don't know where that's true. All we can go off is the information we have right now, and I think it's probably a little bit too soon, soon at the moment. I, I just reckon, on the point of um, Schneider, given the Raiders' problem at the moment is how in the second half, for example, how grossly like undisciplined they were, and like they lacked. They lacked execution in that second half and, and eventually the Warriors came back and won as it has been the story for last year. Maybe and just some experience in the halves can kind of calm everyone down, bring bring that all together. Like may, maybe a Sam Williams or, or probably, probably Williams is someone the Raiders kind of need short term just or to get a win Croker, on the board. Or even like at centre. Mm. Even him at centre would be able to come in and say, boys, boys, what are we doing here? Like I remember there's a perfect example of this. So Melbourne Storm in the grand final... Um, they blow the Panthers off the first half. And then second half, the Panthers come out, put a few tries on. And Storm are doing all this uncharacteristic shit where you're going, what the... F- this is not even close to Storm footy. And there's a picture or there's a there's footage of Cam Smith calling the whole team in to a huddle. And he's doing like these ones like... And I've spoken to him about it. He was just saying... He said, I was just saying, boys, let's just go back to simple Storm footy. Who... Why are we offloading? What are we doing here? What, what are we going on? Like... And I thought that's such a good example of sometimes you just need that experienced guy to just go, boys, calm it down, and we're going this way. And if you've got that experience and the runs on the board, if a young guy says that to a bunch of men, they go, mate, who the fuck are you to tell us to calm down? And, and uh, like, you've got no experience. How do you know what to say in this situation? You're exactly like us. But if it's an experienced guy that's respected, you go, oh, you've been here and done it. So we understand you know what's going forward. So... Raiders, yeah, look, if, if this is a plan for next year and it comes off, Ricky, mastermind. Absolute mastermind. Well done. Congratulations. But right now, I think changes need to be made. There was a moment like when I saw this team list come out, I looked at it and just thought, like, yes, they're, 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 they're missing Fogarty. So you've got Schneider playing halfback. Who you pointed out last week he's a 5'8". I can understand that one. But if I'm Jack, I'm going, fuck, I've got a 5'8 playing halfback. I've got a front row playing hooker. I've got a winger playing fucking fullback. Yeah. Point. Can you give me someone that plays their fucking position around me? Because I've only started playing this position two years, years ago. ago. Yeah, it's yeah. a good point. You've got a fullback and you've got a, uh, a hooker sitting on the bench. And I, and you know what? You're right. Adam Elliott did a really good job. Yeah. He's not the long-term fix. He's though. not no. the long-term fix. And if I was Jack, I'd be going to St. Ricky going, what the fuck is going on? Mm. Give me someone that plays the position. Well, I, I, I think Elliott, he has to be 13 moving forward. Yeah. I thought during, through the middle... He was great, and it's where he wants to play as well. And what's crazy as well is, is you have a fullback, an elite-tier fullback. You have a seven. You've got two sevens that, you know, they're not fucking Nathan Cleary, but they've got experience. They've played a bunch of footy. You know you know what they're going to give you. I, I always – I feel like a broken record, but I always go back to it. Like Aiden Caesar, he didn't have, you know – all the Raiders fans are like, he's so vanilla and he doesn't have all these extra stuff that Cleary and I would do, whatever do. But he was just calm, collected, got, their, got them to where they needed to go. Um, 
And I think sometimes that's not appreciated enough in rugby league, yeah. especially in a team that needs it right now. You don't need a Nathan Cleary when you've got a Jack. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, Jack literally won the Clive Churchill. Yeah. Like, so, sorry, not Clive Churchill. Um, well, yeah, he won both. Won Clive Churchill's the Dally M. Yeah. Uh, so look, I I feel sorry for Raiders fans because it's a tough tough time at the moment. The, this, the glass half full, though, to your point, Tim is that they do have a bunch of young guys in their back line that if they can find their form next year, imagine that back line finding their potential next year. That's a scary back line. Like Timoko, uh, Semi, Valame, Savage. Like that's... They've got Kotrick, who's still only 22, 23. Harley Smith will be back by Harley next Smith. Year. So, yeah. tough times. At least the, the silver lining for the Raiders is at least their roster isn't a roster that you're sitting there going, oh, fuck, I don't know what the future's yeah. like for these guys. It's a roster of like, there is a lot of promise here. And they have got, you know, like um, Trey Mooney's coming through and Harry Rushton's made his debut last few weeks. So there are there are good young guys coming through the this The pack system. depth is outstanding. Yeah. So there's going to be a platform for these young, exciting yeah. outside backs to, to work with. Um, so there, there's a bit of light, but yeah. just want to see it, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. So very easy for us to say. Raiders fans are going, mate, I didn't give a shit about two years. I want to win some footy matches <laughs> yeah. now. But it is something to consider. Like when you compare the rate, like people that may be like, oh, the Raiders are, you know, in the same position as the Doggies or the Tigers, like, nah, no way. Not, not in my opinion. I know they're, I think they're below them on the table. Um, but when you look at their roster, I think that that roster is, if they can keep it together and get the best out of them, it's a scary roster in the next few years. Uh, Warriors. Uh, personally, this is a tough game to judge because the Raiders, they faded so well. But what I will give the Warriors credit for is they fought. Yep, they they fought in. and fought and hung in there. They, they, I think Warrior of yesteryear would have just let that game kind of go and said, look, we're so far behind, like, fuck it, whatever. Uh, this, this Warriors, they fought, man. You've got to remember, they got towed up 70 points to fucking whatever last week, 10. So for them to come back after the, they started off poorly, you have to respect that. You have to appreciate that. We've got to talk about it, though. Did you think the forearm raised by Lodge deserved 10 in the bin? Arguably, like, Freddie was even implying 10 in the bin at minimum. What did you think about the forearm? Yeah, I, I thought it should have been 10 in the bin. Yep. I think it's something we need to get out of our game. You don't yep. want to, we, don't, we don't see it all that often. Yeah. But it's another thing I think you go harsh on it. I, I don't think send-off. I think that's a bit over the top. Uh, but 10 in the bin for me. What do you think, Timmy? Yeah, I think Simbin would have sufficed. Nothing yeah. more, but I think deserved 10 in a big moment in the game. Yeah, what do you think, Matty? If it's a defender, it's a straight send-off, and I know it's different. So if you've got your bumpers up and you get it completely wrong like he did, I can definitely turn in the bin. Mate, definitely turn in the bin. There's no place for that in a game. It's not tough. It's, you know, I understand in the 80s that used to be like, oh, yeah, how tough's that? But when you actually think about it, like, it's really, you know, why well, I say it's not tough is in, I'm not saying Matt Lodge isn't tough. We all know he's tough as fuck. Like, he's a hard-running front row. What I mean is, is like, there's certain parts of the game you kind of allow slip into it because you're like, it's part of the toughness. Like, you know, an arm slips up here or there, it's kind of part of the toughness. Uh, you know, maybe a half gets hit a little bit late and rubbed his face in the ground. It's kind of all part of the... Whereas a raised forearm, it's just like it doesn't add anything to the game. There's, there's really nothing it adds. So I, def, I thought I was really surprised he didn't get sent uh, 10 in the bin. I don't think it was a send-off, but I do think it was a 10 in the bin. Now we have to speak about this as well. Lodge gets hit. Uh... You know, he did get hit in the head technically, uh, but it wasn't much in it. Now, I understand in his mind, he is thinking, I don't care if you all call me soft. I'm trying to win games for my team. So I think 
a lot of people probably would have maybe taken the same option as him, but it isn't a good look for the game. Uh, did you think it was a penalty in, a, in that part of the game? With the it was always down. going to be, and mm. that's what, I mean, I think part of it, I know everyone's blind up about Lodge, but I think part of this has to be put on the NRL. That's the environment they've created. Well, what did I, I put? I guarantee that? if we go down the other end and he puts a slightly high shot on Corey Horsburgh, Corey Horsburgh lies down as well because you've got to win that game of football for yep. your team. And I put in the notes, uh, Gurino and I said the high, head high tackle crackdown would cost a team the game. Look no further. Yep. Now, that's hyperbolic because the Raiders cost themselves that game. They put themselves in that position. But technically, if he doesn't get that penalty, Raiders win that Raiders game. Raiders hold on. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about... Yeah. Is this uh, a Lodge problem or is this a crackdown problem? It's a crackdown problem. It's not a Matt Lodge problem. I was sitting there watching it saying that wasn't a penalty. Pissed me off. Uh, Lodge lying down pissed me off. But, mate, I probably would have done the same thing. You're trying to win games of footy uh, for your club. Yeah. He's not the first person to do it out of nowhere. It's across the board. And if the crackdown needs to come from the NRL and they need to stop it happening in, in whatever way they choose suitable. But you can't get up Matty Lodge for trying to win his team footy game, which he did successfully. Yep, absolutely. And that's where if he stands up, you know, when guys get up from that, they go, oh, he's tough. It's like, no, it's fucking stupid. You're going to get a penalty yeah. if you stay down there. Imagine Why what, wouldn't you stay down? Imagine what Nathan Brown's saying. Oh, if you got yeah, that's, up, he's like, mate, stay down. And, and, and when you're a Raiders fan, you know, I'm sure there would have been a heap of Raiders fans mm. at the pub after you on that fucking Lodge, blah, blah, blah. But... If it was the other way around, oh, you'd be saying stay down. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's who, two who, points. I, we're messaging each other, and remember how a guy didn't stay down and he didn't get the penalty, and we were like, "I guarantee you, if he stays down, he, he stays gets down." Well, it happens all the time. Fuck, I can't remember. I can't who we're remember talking about. Maddie, what do you think about it? I like. I know. I'm in the minority. I've never had a problem with players staying down. I know it sounds ridiculous, but you're either a dog to everyone or you're a dog to your teammates for not getting a penalty. Yeah. And Matt Lodge, he's he's there to. Win a game for his teammates and his and his club and his fans. Like what I whenever South do it, I scream "Stay down" the yeah. whole time. I know it's against the spirit of the game, or whatever, but <laughs> I don't care. Down. Stay but, the but fuck that's down. That's the environment the NRL has created. Yeah. You can see it. I, you know, you know who does it all the time, and he always gets up. He's Kieran Foran. He's too fucking tough for his. I've oh, he's <laughs> in like he doesn't he, stay he down. Always, all the time he gets, gets hit, and I'm like, oh, if you stay down, you get a penalty. And he fucking he wrestles his yeah. way back up, and he stands up, and you just like, like, and I respect him so much for it. But at the same time, if you can get those that penalty, they're so important in rugby league, and yeah. like I don't know, it's just when, when Matt Lodge is 20 meters in front of the six, they're down by two. If you tell me you wouldn't have lied down, then I'm sorry, you're lying. Yeah, I mean, come on, guys, you're come lying on. or you're stupid. Yeah, One of the like, two. What, imagine Nathan Brown You're walking in You go Nathan Brown You're like he's like, <laughs> See how tough I was Yeah And he's Fuck. and he's like Oh why don't you stay down And you're like Bro I'm fucking tough man Like yeah. The people on the internet Think I'm tough as shit now Why, I why wouldn't I lay down footy. Yeah. And then Brown's like Bro you just cost the fucking You just cost our club Like that, that, That's all the thing like, People don't put in perspective as well Every loss costs the club money. Like you, it's not like you win money at the end of the game, but like memberships, people tuning in the next game. Are they going to come around? Mm. Like everyone knows that when your team is winning, uh, crowds go up. When they're losing, crowds go down. Like it, it all, it all matters. So, look, I agree. In a perfect world, the problem is is a slippery slope. And the slippery slope is you watch soccer and you're like, this is disgraceful. Like we never want to get to the point like soccer where they're literally like rolling ten meters, holding their ankle. Uh, that's the slippery slope. It's 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 one. Of, it's I think it's one of those arguments that you're never going to get a right answer for yeah. because I understand teams that go, we're not about that shit. We're not going to do it. And I'm like, you know what? I respect that. You're going to win games other other ways. I can get that. But on the other side, it's like, well. 
Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Teams are going to do it to us, so we may as well do it. If the ref's not going to call it, we're going to make sure he calls it. Um, you know, like, for example, one of my pet hates, I don't mind, like, that one, I can understand why Lodge does it. But, like, the, when people go like this, like, hold their neck, and then they're immediately sweet. It's like, oh, that is a little <laughs> bit frustrating. But I can understand what, you know, they're trying to win at all costs. So it's, it's, I don't know what the right answer is for this. I really don't. And if I'm a Warriors fan, I'd be saying, well, should have had James Tedesco sent off two weeks ago. That didn't go our way. Oh, 100%. We're going to make this go our way. Oh, anyone that's like, like, as a Warriors fan, I'm like, if anyone is upset, I'm like, are you serious? Have you seen the calls that we've copped yep. over, the, over the last few years or whatever? Uh, so, yeah, Warriors fans, be stoked. Like, you have nothing to be – like, you cop bad calls yeah. all the time. I hate it, but I get it 100%. Yeah. I hate it, but I get it. I don't know what the right answer is. What do you reckon, Timmy? Yeah, I'm, uh, with you. I've been sitting here running through my head with ideas and solutions and that, and there's not a lot of great ones, is there, um, about yeah. how they do it. You can sit there and say, oh, you know, maybe if, if it's in play and the ref allows it to go uh, – you know, we can't make a judgment after they stay down. Well, then there's going to be circumstances where you're like, clearly a penalty had to be given or whatever. Yeah. It's just like, man, I'd have to sit down there and have a proper yeah. thing to I, come up know. with something. But yeah. right now, no. And I, go, like, I felt sorry for Corey Horsburgh in the moment. It's two yeah. big, fiery front rowers oh. going at each other. You've got to throw everything into it. And you would... Oh, I thought Horsburgh controlled himself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Considering... How we know Corey can get. I thought he held himself And very it was well. one of those tackles was just pure aggression that slipped up yep. into him. So, yeah, tough one. Look, Warriors, um, I thought six, Assey was good for his first game. Sorry. Very good. Um, yeah. Outside of that, like, as I said, they just did really well to stay in the contest and not give up. I, I thought Aitken, you know, yes, they, they got beat 70 to 10 last week. But that game was close for the first 30 minutes. So, and it was close because Aitken made about three try-saving tackles yeah. in that game. Yeah. So... For him to stand up in this game and get a try assist, a try, I think he made 45, 45 tackles, tackles, zero misses. Yeah. Big and whoever effort. signs him next year, they are cruising. Yeah, and you know what? They'll get him on a good price too. Get him for a great like price. a bargain buy. So, yeah, look, I think um, Adam Vanor Blake, once again, 145 metres. I mean, he's just so good. He's becoming one of the most consistent players in the comp. Like, I just, fuck, I rate him so highly. Uh, yeah, outside of that, uh, SJ, once again, delivering. Uh, I, you know, I know he's been a little bit up and down the last few weeks. I think he's been struggling with that injury a bit. But, you know, he is now one, two games with field goals. Like, that's what you bring him to the club mm. for. Yep. And he did it. Uh, outside of that, I think, if I'm being honest, I think they're a bit back light at the moment. I think they need to go into the market for a few outside backs. There were a few times where crucial errors came from their outside backs. Last week, the game against Storm, if their outside backs don't make those three errors... Is the game the same? Probably not. I think they probably fight on and Storm probably still win, but I think the game is a much different outcome just because those three yeah. tries really hurt them. Yeah, well, they, they obviously lost Peter Hicko last year. DWZ's been injured for the majority of this year too. So, But, I mean, outside of DWZ, I, off the top of my head, I don't think they're real. Like they're, they're not waiting for any backs to come back, are they? <sighs> Realistically. Yeah, really. so, yeah. yeah, so I, I think that they either need to 
uh, focusing on developing these guys and sticking with them or they probably need to go in the market. But at the moment, they're outside back, just making a little bit too many crucial errors in crucial moments. Like uh, there was, you know, one of the wingers coming out of trouble. The game was in the balance. I think they had just scored points. After they scored points, I think like three times I dropped the ball. And then they just scored points again coming out of their own end. And he, he just dropped the ball cold. And it was like, bro, like it was an unforced error. The game's on the line. Like it's one, God. you know, you can't have that. So um, I, I do think Jesse Arthurs has been pretty good for him though. I think he's been, you know, on, on the weekend he didn't get as much involvement. But the weekends before I think he's been pretty good. Uh, Reese Walsh had his, some good moments, some really good pickups in his own goal line. Uh, but outside that, Ewan Aiken for me was the player of the game. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 